Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yes, sir. Dare I say, Bing Bong? No, 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 no. Not yet. Not yet. The series is only 2-1. Miami still has two more games to win before we go to the Eastern Conference Finals versus hopefully the Boston Celtics, man. I need to calm myself down. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to Believe in the Miami Heat. As always, I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo, brought to you by the Believe Network. And I am recording this just a couple hours after the Miami Heat uh, dominate the New York Knicks in Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Semifinals, led by 28 points from the return of Jimmy Butler. Uh, I do want to, you know, make note real quick before we get lit the rest of this episode. It is only game three. Miami has two more games they need to win. So I do want to temper my excitement a little bit for the next podcast. Uh, although I really have no plan for this one. I just kind of turned on the camera and the mic and said, let's get to it because I'm feeling good. Uh, the Boston Celtics are up 2-1 on Philly. Uh, not going to lie, I probably do want Philly. Boston still scares me after, after last year. I don't want to run and duck from no smoke. That team is still pretty good, although they haven't been playing all that well. Uh, and I think Miami could beat Philly. But we'll get into that once if the Miami Heat wrap up this series. But it certainly looks like it's trending that way as they get a... What's the final score tonight? 105-86 win versus the Knicks in Game 3. Uh, and the game was never really that close. I mean, they went up double digits early on. I think it was only like 7 or 8 after the first quarter in the dumb ESPN broadcast saying, oh, if you're the Knicks, you got to be feeling good. Man, shut the hell up, bro. Like, I knew that game was 3, 4 minutes away from turning into a 20-point game, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, this is my first podcast of the series. Of course, uh, game one, the Miami Heat got a nice win, although Jimmy did twist his ankle. And let me not say twist. They had Josh Hart dirty slide into and dirty slide and Jimmy undercut him, uh, rolled up on Jimmy's ankle. Of course, Jimmy's ankle was hurt. We saw him stay in the game and practice his corner threes, although he looked terrible because he could not walk. But of course, the Heat held on to win that game. And then game two, the Miami Heat bench nearly almost took down the Knicks in Madison Square Garden, which would have been an all-time game and completely and utterly crushed all the emotions of the New York Knicks and their fan base. Uh, but shout out to the Heat, even though they lost that game. You had Caleb Martin go off, Max Drews, Gabe Vincent, who's been playing very well, although he was one for eight in game three. Uh, but that game two was uh, was fun until they got screwed over by Scott Foster. But we're not here to talk about that, baby. What I will say about that game is that I have never felt so good after a loss. Because, of course, walking off the court, we saw uh, an injured Jimmy Butler just nodding, smiling and nodding, saying, yes, sir, y'all don't know what you got coming for you. And sure enough, to start off game three, Jimmy was aggressive and dominant from the start. He did finish with 28 on the night. And also, I think it was actually his first playoff game shooting under 50%, uh, if not his first, one of his first. I mean, he was 9 of 21. So not terrible, but I do feel like, again, he should have got to the free throw line probably 15 more times than he did. But surprisingly, I do think the Heat actually shot more free throws than the Knicks today. The, the Heat shot 31, the Knicks only shot 22. So that is accurate. But I just want to shout out an overall amazing performance from the Heat today. All around, literally every single player stepped up. You had, uh, except Duncan Robinson. Uh, we not going to get into him. Yeah, Kyle Lowry with 14 points. Bam with 17 and 12. Monster rebounds. The dude was flying in there in the paint over Mitchell Robinson, over Hartenstein, who did uh, sun him in game two. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and Julius Randle, who was sunned by Bam at a bio today. He sucks. We'll get into him later. And of course, shout out uh, Kevin Love, nine rebounds today. Uh, and Max Struess, 
who had 19 points, a lot of those in the first half to help Miami get off to that hot start in which they never looked back. Those guys are the reason. Well, they're not the reason. Jimmy Butler is the reason the Heat are this far. Uh, but those guys are the reason I have confidence this team uh, can not only get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but that they can make some noise in there because uh, those guys are, are hooping. <laughs> uh, really nothing other than that. They're obviously shooting very, very well come, uh, come playoffs, and they're giving Jimmy Butler the help that we've been desperately crying for all year and all last postseason. Uh, so it's nice to kind of see the opposite, where last year they had the great regular season and all those guys kind of tailed off in the postseason. And this year they kind of underperformed in the regular season. And now you're seeing a lot of those guys uh, overachieve, not even overachieve, but just play to a level that we know they're capable of come playoffs. Uh, and the thing that's best about that is we're seeing basically each game, it's different guys stepping up. Uh, of course, uh, well, last game you had Jimmy out, but the game before that you had Caleb Martin, uh, you had Max Struess this game. Duncan did have some games in the first series. Uh, Highsmith's been getting some run. He actually played his most minutes tonight uh, in, in games in which Jimmy played. He played almost 12 minutes, 5.6 rebounds. He was solid. Cody Zeller had a great bounce back game as well. So it's different guys stepping up every night. And to me, that's the key to winning postseason games. It's how good is your superstar, which there's none better than Jimmy Butler at the moment. Uh, although D-Book has been hooping. I'm not going to lie. I have an anti-D-Book agenda. I do not like the man, but he has been hooping. Uh, we're not going to get into the reasons why I don't like him. I'll just say he's soft. Uh, kind of like Bam at a bow. But tonight is not the day to do that, man. Bam was out there doing his thing. Uh, did have the 17 and 12 tonight. I want to see more of Bam. I still do. But for now, you're okay. I know I know the Knicks got some tough bigs. That's a tough matchup for you. But you, but you played well, well enough tonight. Uh, but yeah. I think we were talking about the Heat bench. <laughs> they, uh, they stepped up today, uh, and it was a big win uh, because, of course, that puts them in position to get a commanding 3-1 lead next game, versus uh, next game, which is also at home, uh, which is exactly what I expect is going to happen. But from this game particularly, there wasn't much different that we saw uh, other than uh, Jimmy Butler looked healthy. I guess that was one thing we were, we were looking out for. Uh, and I guess moving over to the Knicks side, they sucked. <laughs> uh, Obi Toppin was had an awesome game one. He's done nothing since. He was only two for six today. Uh, Hartenstein, 25 minutes, zero points, three rebounds, and one shove, uh, which was ridiculous, by the way, because Cody Zeller did a foul on Julius Randle, a normal one. I don't even know if I'd go as far as to say it was a hard foul. It was a normal foul. He gets up in Hartenstein, trying to stick up for his man, shoves Zeller in the back, uh, and obviously, Cody Zeller basically pulls him, or uh, Caleb Martin, then pulls Hartenstein off of Cody Zeller. Uh, and I hate the way they say Hartenstein's name. I guess he's German. I don't know. That's why I'm overemphasizing it. Uh, and then for some reason, they gave Cody Zeller and Caleb Martin technicals uh, and only Hartenstein a technical on the Knicks. So for some reason, the Knicks got a technical free throw. Uh, well, I guess because they called it the tech on Zeller, which never should have happened. He got shoved in the back. But anyways, they missed the technical free throw, so it don't matter. Speaking of BS techs, they caught a technical on me in my last men's league game, which we lost, by the way. Lost a close one to uh, the best team in the league, so I'm not too mad at that. Uh, they caught a tech on me for simply walking up to my man to defend him and not saying a word. Uh, I don't get it. The video is out there on YouTube. You'll never find it, so I don't even know why I'm throwing that out there. But literally, I mean, we was playing full court press, right? Uh, and there was just a foul, so I kind of sprinted back up to my man to guard him, and maybe they thought I was trying to run up on him. I don't know. Uh, I've never swung on anybody in my life, and I don't plan on doing it. <laughs> but either way, I got a tech, and they missed the free throw too, so ball don't lie. Uh, 
back to this game though. Uh, the Heat did get. Uh, there was a little scuffle that ensued after that uh, during that pushing and shoving, which is kind of fun to see. Uh, people were just saying it was like, oh, it's like the old Heat Knicks. Uh, no, 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 it wasn't. This was the uh, the softest uh, rhymes with ussy uh, stuff <laughs> that I've ever seen. Uh, nothing. It was a, it was a whole bunch of nothing. But what we did get out of that was another magnificent Jimmy Butler meme in which he's just walking away after the guys get pulled apart and he's just prancing and smiling and nodding his head, dancing, having a good time because Jimmy Butler is not phased by anything. And I absolutely love it, man. I'm truly, truly blessed to have a guy like Jimmy Butler lead my team. But let's get over to the New York Knicks side a little bit. Now, Jalen Brunson did have another nice game. 20 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists. He has been, oh my God, he shot 35%. Maybe he did not have as good a game as I thought he did because I felt like the boy was out there hooping. (laughs) His floater is so tough though. Like as someone who hoops and has been working on my floater for a long time, uh, it's not an easy shot. And the way that he's not only able to put his body into the defender and then remain balanced and focused enough to get that floater up with the highest arc to get it over really tall, lanky defenders. He had a tough one on Highsmith today. Uh, we seen the dude over Bam. Had a tough fade on Jimmy. That wasn't a pull-up, but had a high arc on that shot as well. He's tough. I uh, actually have a lot of respect for him as a player. We saw him kind of carry last year versus Dallas, and we're seeing him kind of carry the Knicks or, or, or with Dallas. And now this year, we're kind of seeing him carry the Knicks because uh, although he did not shoot efficient, uh, still felt like he had a big impact on the game today as he did in game two and game one, although he was 0-7 from three in that game. So I kind of do like him as a player. Now, the other star, quote-unquote, that uh, Knicks fans are looking to is Julius Randle, who, of course, missed game one. I should mention that, in which the Heat did get a win. And then in game two with Jimmy Butler out, Randle did return from from an ankle injury, and he was awesome. He was dogging Bam, kind of attacking everybody, really, and getting whatever he wanted inside the paint and was lighting it up from three. Uh, after that game, I said, this is never going to happen again. I know who Julius Randle is, so I am not fooled. Uh, and sure enough, uh, he did not. He was terrible. 10 of 14, and I don't even know if I want to look at his percentages because I might vomit. He shot 26%. Ah, oh, my God. 4 of 15 from three. That is atrocious from their big man on the anonymous player prop betting app, which does not sponsor me, so I will not say their name. They had Julius Randle at three-point makes at two and a half. Your boy smashed the under because I knew he was going to get nowhere close enough uh, to that. And sure enough, he did not hit a single three. He got a lucky shot off at the end of the first half, uh, but foot was on the line, so it was a two. Either way, got nowhere close. That was an easy win. Uh, Josh Hart, dirty player, 5 of 12. Uh, he did have a decent day, though, five point, or 15 points, 12 rebounds, but I, uh, he's frustrating me. That being said, I'd love him in a Heat jersey. I'm not going to lie to you. Mitchell Robinson, a whole lot of nothing today after dominating game one. He was 2 of 5. The Heat seemed to figure him out because they understand anytime he touched the ball, wrap that man up because he cannot shoot free throws. He had definitely the ugliest free throw I've ever seen in my entire life in game one in which he barely hit the bottom of the net. That's how short he airballed. Uh, and it was nice to see them hold Hart and Stein in check because, of course, he did ball out in game two. So it kind of seems like the Heat got, uh, got that situation figured out because they did win the rebounding battle today, 50-48. to 48. So it was close, but compared to last time when it got absolutely dominated, it was nice to see. One concern I do have, looking at small concern, small concern, Looking at this Knicks box score uh, is the name Evan Fournier. Am I wrong to say that that guy still scares me and gives me PTSD? 
I don't know, because as this game was approach, approaching blowout territory, I saw the guy, uh, the Frenchman, sitting on the bench saying, man, they put in him and Derrick Rose. Am I not going to feel a little threatened? I would be. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I don't really, I didn't realize he was, I guess, that bad a player. They don't play him anymore. I don't get it. I thought he was still decent, but again, maybe that's because he always kills the heat as he is a Hall of Fame random scrub heat killer. Uh, that's pretty much all I got to say about this game in this series, though, man. I'm definitely looking forward to doing a long, uh, I was gonna say very long, but just a longer episode when the Heat eventually do wrap this series up. Hopefully, hopefully. Again, don't want to jinx and don't want to get ahead of myself. Anything could happen in the NBA. Uh, game four is Monday and game five would be Wednesday in New York. So they could have this all wrapped up within the next, what's that, three or four days here. Uh, so I am looking forward to that. But first, got to take care of business. Step on this team's throat in game three so they do not think they have a chance going back into New York. Well, I will give that crowd credit. Uh, they were into it particularly the Heat fans in game one when they started chanting, let's go Heat, because Madison Square Garden is the most overrated place in my entire life. Never been inside. Been on the outside, though. But just, just for them to say, oh, the Mecca, this and that, best fans in the world, I can't be hearing, let's go Heat chants, come out of your arena. And that's exactly what we heard in game one. But game uh, three is on, no, game four is on Monday. Uh, the Heat gonna blow that shit out, as my guy Roy Shepard always says. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it, man. And I'm feeling good because I know the Knicks were feeling great after game two. I don't know why. Uh, you almost lost to a team without Jimmy Butler and you had Scott Foster gift you at least six points within the last three minutes of the game. Uh, I knew Knicks fans should not feel good. And as a Heat fan, seeing Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Butler smile at the end of that game, I was feeling great. And sure enough, we saw exactly today uh, pretty much what I expected. Do want to shout out the Florida Panthers, who is uh, also dominating their postseason run here in South Florida as they went up 2-0 on the Toronto Maple Leafs after having an all-time win in Game 7 versus the greatest team of all time, again, quote-unquote, the Boston Bruins. That was an exciting Game 7. Of course, the Cats came back from down 3-1, and then in Game 7 went to sudden death overtime, and my guy Connor Verhage with the game-winning goal. And I want to show them love, man, because the way they're playing right now, the way Bobrovsky's playing now and, Ch and uh, Kachuk is playing right now, maybe that team can go on a run. Uh, and it'd be really cool to have two teams get very deep in the postseason uh, in the same year for Miami because I don't think that's ever happened. Certainly not in my lifetime because the Heat have been the only good team. So that's kind of fun to look out for, too. Uh, and of course, like I said, my men's league, we did catch an L this past Wednesday, but we play again this upcoming Wednesday at 7 p.m. Hopefully we get there on time because last 7 p.m. game, we did not. Trying to think if there's anything else I want to talk about here. I do not. The Lakers play the Warriors tonight at 8.30. That'll be kind of fun. That series is tied 1-1. I don't bet against LeBron. Uh, I'd love for the Lakers to get back to the finals. And if Miami can get there, you tell me Miami could get revenge against the Bucks, Celtics, and Lakers in one postseason. That would be a dream. Uh, also, particularly because the Denver Nuggets scare the living crap out of me. I do not think Miami can beat that team. But that'd be me getting way ahead of myself. That's all I really got to say for this episode. Make sure y'all leave a like if you enjoy. Because uh, we are on the YouTube side. I always forget to say uh, Anthony DiNardo on the YouTube side if you want to watch the video. Or we are on all podcast platforms if you just search Believe in Miami Heat. Obviously, that's B-L-E-A-V. I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you already know that. Or if you're on the YouTube side... It is in the comments down below the audio version. So make sure just to sub or like or rate five stars, wherever the hell you're at, because the support does go a long way and I greatly appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to this next game versus the New York Knicks. As you can tell, I'm hyped and we'll see what happens. I'll probably speak to y'all when the series is over. 
if it is short and it will be a good time thank y'all for tuning in play my music i'm out pull up in the city trying to get that dead fast like, do it on my own i don't need no dead wait like had to kill them off thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube